Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here on a Wednesday evening. Here until 8 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday. And, of course, you can always listen to the show on demand if you can't listen live. And you can find me at ScoutFantasySports.com. Latest content up today is the stock watch. Players rising, players falling. Who should you trade for? Who should you trade away? You can check that out. You also have uh, Dr. Otto's Waiver Wire Wednesday, our Fantasy Football Weekly Snap Counts, our DFS Week 7 DraftKings Secret Stars, our wide receiver matchups report, you know, this is very valuable. It tells you how teams fare against wide receiver ones, twos, threes. So it can pinpoint you in the right direction in players to start, whether it's seasonal or DFS. So make sure you check that out. And, of course, if you become a member of Scout Fantasy Sports today, I got a little discount code for you to help you out. Ronis70 gets you 70% off your first month, whether it's season-long, NBA DFS, NFL DFS, or the all-sports DFS package. So make sure you check it out and visit ScoutFantasySports.com today. Again, use the promo code RONA70 to get you 70% off your first month of membership where you can ask your questions on the message boards and forms at any time. Of course, we also have you covered at ScoutDFS, our NFL optimizer was fire last week. It had Latavius Murray, Todd Gurley, Austin Hooper, uh, Julio Jones had a lot of good plays. Jameis Winston at quarterback, the Ravens defense. So it was really good last week. And, of course, NBA as well. And last night it had Dennis Schroeder, Paul George, Steph Curry, who all came through. So two games late last night, busy night in the NBA tonight. And also, yeah, don't forget, there's a free seven-day trial for NBA. You guys have heard me, for those that have listened, the NBA optimizer was fire last year and. People who used it can tell you that. So here's your opportunity. You don't believe me? Try it out for yourself. Seven days for free. Test it out. And hopefully you win money most of those days. Take some of that money and then join us for the rest of the season and watch the money pile up. So NBA DFS was one of my favorites. And I'll really start to be getting into it as football dies down. But I will be playing for sure. Love the NBA and especially DFS. And, of course, some changes this year. In case you didn't know, so on FanDuel now, they drop your lowest score. So this way, in case you have a late scratch, you don't have to worry about it. It gets dropped. So the lowest score gets dropped, and then that makes it an interesting strategy. Do you take a real low-salary player that you know is going to play a little bit but not put up big numbers because it allows you to pay up for two or three superstars? So that's something you should consider. And on DraftKings, late swap is back. So FanDuel obviously didn't want to do the same. So it gives you a couple of different options because we all know in NBA, 
these last-minute scratches and all the injuries. I mean, it's really the first full day of the season, and there's already a ton of injuries. So that's why you want to be plugged in and using that optimizer and refreshing as close to lineup lock as possible with all the changes that filter in. So we have you covered there. So make sure you check it out. And, of course, VegasWhispers.com for all your gambling needs where they uh, have done really well this year giving you the picks. So uh, make sure you check it out and take advantage of that today. We will have two guests on today. Andrew Palermo, he is a high-stakes player. He is number one overall in the Fantasy Football World Championship after six weeks. So he will join us in the next segment. We'll talk to him about his team, his strategy, and uh, he does have a unique lineup build, so uh, the way he built his roster. So we'll talk to him about it. Definitely a good spot to be in. Of course, you want to be there when the season ends, but always good to be number one at this point of the season. And then in the final segment, we'll be joined by Michael Rathburn. He's from Rotowire Line Star. So we'll talk some DFS with him. Look early look at the DFS slate. And it's pretty interesting this weekend because a couple of the high scoring games are not on the main slate. Sunday night, Chiefs Bengals. That obviously would be a heavy target. And Monday night, Falcons Giants. Two uh, bad teams there uh, on the defensive side. So uh, we'll take a look uh, at that coming up a little bit later on with uh, Michael Rathburn. But we'll kick it off. Looking at some of the top news across the NFL today, and actually there are some good news. You know, we've been getting a lot of uh, bad news lately, but uh, we do have some good news here with some players returning to practice. Dalvin Cook, he put in a full practice today. That is definitely a good sign. You know, it seemed like late last week that Cook was going to be able to play, but obviously the Vikings make the smart move here. You don't want this to turn into a Leonard Fournette situation where he comes back too early and then he can't be 100% aggravated and then miss weeks. So the Vikings made the smart choice. They sat Cook out last week. They had Latavius Murray. He was able to run through the Cardinals. The Vikings won the game. But the fact that he put in a full practice today already on a Wednesday, that is definitely good news. But we still want to monitor this because – it can act up again. But my guess is looking at this today, you would think that he plays this week, uh, but he already had one step back. So you do have to take that into consideration. So not really confident yet. And this is why you can't make these lineup decisions on Wednesday. And this is something that I emphasize all the time. You know, a lot of people ask questions with players that are injured. You know, I got one today on the Scout Fantasy message board involving Evan Ingram. I can't give you a good answer on Evan Ingram today. I don't know if he's going to play. I mean, he was in practice yesterday, but he practiced a little bit last week, and I know it was a Thursday night game, but can't give you a good answer today. So that's why you got to be patient with your start sit I understand this is a Thursday night game. It's Broncos-Cardinals. So any players involving that game, yeah, you know, we'll give you an accurate assessment because we pretty much know uh, who's gonna, who's in and who's out. But, you know, when you're talking about other players here, the first day of the practice report, you know, it's not as clear. You know, I would lean towards playing Dalvin Cook right now, but I can't say that with 100%. And I have him in a, a league or two, and, you know, I won't make that decision until uh, over the weekend. T.Y. Hilton is practicing in full. He's missed a couple games with a hamstring injury, so it's a really good sign that he was back today. So this is good news for those that have Hilton and the Colts offense. Now he does get a Tough matchup this week against Tredavious White if he does go. But I would still use Hilton for sure as a wide receiver two, high wide receiver three if he does play. But this certainly is a good sign that he is on the practice field in full coming off a hamstring injury. You know, it wasn't limited. It was full. And uh, 
the Colts have obviously been throwing a lot, and Hilton will benefit for sure. You know, I expected Hilton to have a big year as long as Luck is healthy, and uh, Hilton dealing with that hamstring injury has kind of tapered his numbers down. But if he's good to go, I expect him to uh, really start to turn it around because you look at what he was doing. You know, the first three weeks he had at least 10 targets in every game. He scored a touchdown in the first two weeks. So uh, he's played four games and hit double-digit fantasy points in all of them. So Hilton uh, should be a real asset here the rest of the way for your fantasy football teams. News not as good on Cooper Cup, but it's not a surprise. We knew this. Uh, Sean McVay officially ruled out Cooper Cup for Week 7 against the 49ers. We saw the injury, and it looked bad. I think a lot of people thought he was done for the season, but fortunately it's just an MCL sprain, which is usually a couple of weeks. You know, we saw O.J. Howard come back after two weeks. Uh, Evan Ingram's going to be about uh, a week longer. I think it's been Ingram's missed two games now. So, uh, you know, anywhere from two to three games, two to three weeks, you would think. So uh, it's definitely better news than what we anticipated when we first saw that injury on the horse collar. And Cooper Cup has just been so valuable this year and uh, would have really crippled me. He's in my three biggest leagues. I have Cooper Cup. So he's been so fun to own because uh, he just gives you a high floor each and every single week. He's another guy outside of last week. He's been in double-digit points in PPR formats every single week, and he scored a touchdown in every game except one. I'm not going to count the game against Denver. He barely played. He got hurt. I think it was yeah, it was late in the first half, and then he did return to open the second half for one series, and uh, that was stunning. I just couldn't believe he was back on the field, but then they played it smart, pulled him out of the game. But still, it was a good sign that he was actually get out there and run some routes, so you just got to hope that he's able to go in a week or two. Uh, Quincy Anua officially ruled out for the Jets this week. We knew this was going to happen. He has a high ankle sprain, and that is usually a multi-week injury. So Jermaine Curse is going to be a very hot pickup tonight. I did pick him up in a league where my waivers ran this afternoon. Pretty cheap. I was surprised. Uh, maybe some people were sleeping. Uh, only $23 out of 1000 I did not think I was going to get him. Happy to get him. It's going to take a lot more money than that tonight in the high-stakes leagues because I've mentioned the waiver wire to me has not been great this year. And even looking through it again this week, when you're talking high-stakes leagues with 12 teams and 20 roster spots, there's really not a lot out there, especially at the running back position. There's a few receivers out there. Uh, you know, Curse, though, isn't a good spot. You know, we saw last week 10 targets, 9 catches, 90 yards, and, you know, that's uh, the Vikings. is That's one spot where you can take advantage of them. Uh, they, the Jets are kind of banged up, though, right now, too. You know, Robbie Anderson with a hamstring did not practice today. And Terrell Pryor dealing with a groin injury, he didn't practice. Again, it's early in the week. Sometimes the teams will sit some of these veteran guys out. But uh, right now, Curse is the healthiest of the bunch. And certainly in play this week, going to the slot where Sam Darnold has played a lot better. Deshaun Watson dealing with a chest injury is practicing in full. He clearly wasn't 100% last week. And he had to deal with a lot of pain. And he did not have a, a good game last week. 177 and one touchdown. And the reason why you know Watson wasn't 100%, he averaged 40 yards rushing through the first five weeks of the season. He had two carries for two yards last week. And one of them was a kneel down. So we know that elevates his floor. And Watson had thrown for 300 passing yards in four straight games. And this week he goes against Jacksonville. And I know Jacksonville last week gave up 40 to Dallas. But you got to think that they're really pissed off after what happened last week and they have only allowed one quarterback to throw for more than 234 passing yards this year that was Patrick Mahomes so Watson not in a great spot this week again we're not fearful 
of the Jacksonville defense like we were last year, but they still are very good. And uh, you got to think that they're going to show up this week after their pride was dented the last couple weeks. We saw Jalen Ramsey didn't even want to answer questions after the game. Everything was, I don't know, I don't know. And he's a guy that is very boastful and talks a lot of trash, and uh, he was shut up last week. Also for the Jets, Isaiah Crowell did not practice. We know last week he was listed on the injury report with an ankle injury, and he did wind up playing, but now he's listed with a foot injury. So we have to wonder uh, what this is about. Again, maybe they're arresting him as well, but he is on the injury report with a foot injury. So we'll have to wait and see if he can go. Chris Thompson, limited in practice today with those rib injuries. He was limited last week, and then we found out he wasn't playing. So really can't tell if he's going to play this week. Capri Bibbs filled in for him and really did nothing. So it was a lot of Adrian Peterson. But they did play from ahead in that game, too. Uh, we know Thompson is always going to be a big part of this offense, especially if they're playing from behind and on passing down. So uh, we'll have to wait and see if he can go. Ted Ginn still not practicing. He has that knee issue. Remember, he missed week five, and they had a bye last week. So it's really not a great sign that – Right after the bye, he's not good to go. It doesn't mean he's out, but it's not a good sign, and maybe this knee issue is a little bit worse than they thought. Now, we saw Traquan Smith have a big game filling in. Now, he only had three targets, and that's the the one issue. And I love Traquan Smith. Wrote about him before the year as a player that could emerge to stash him. And, you know, some people might have dropped him, but he played 44 snaps in week five, three receptions, 111 yards, and two touchdowns on three targets. Tough matchup, though, this week. The Saints go on the road into Baltimore. So it, you, when we go over the DF, DFS slate, you'll see some uh, really good offenses with some tough tests this week against uh, on the defensive side. But uh, Cameron Meredith also limited in practice. So, yeah, you know, look, Traquan Smith could be in play this week. Four teams on by, especially if Ted Ginn is out. Uh, but we would like to see more volume. Uh, but Smith certainly has the talent. Paul Richardson not practicing today with a knee injury. Jamison Crowder also not practicing with an ankle, but they already said that Crowder would not attempt to practice to Friday. That is definitely not a good sign. Richardson, you know, has been okay for deeper formats. You know, he's given you like 7 to 12 points a game, but he has been banked up a couple times this year, and they're just very thin at wide receiver. So it sounds like Richardson can play. This is just a maintenance thing. Uh, as the Redskins are just really thin at wide receiver. The Dolphins already ruled Ryan Tannehill out for Week 7 against the Lions, so Brock Osweiler will get another start. Uh, He had 380 yards and three touchdowns last week against the Bears. Uh, Don't expect that again. You know, some weird things happen throughout the season, but I would not be chasing that. The Bills are going to start Derek Anderson at quarterback this week. I know a lot of people were getting ready to fire up the Colts' defense pick them up as a streamer because they expect Nathan Peterman to be a quarterback. That would have been a much better matchup. You could probably still use him against Derek Anderson anyway, but uh, Bill's offense just an absolute mess right now. So uh, take that into consideration if you are looking to stream this week. Uh, it's been tough with defenses. You know, I was having a conversation today with Sean Childs about it, and you know, you very you don't feel very good about a defense right now that you can play every week. I would have said Jacksonville and Chicago are the ones you lock in every week, but you saw what happened to them last week. In some formats, they had negative. So they're very few, and that's why, like, in leagues where I have the Ravens, I know they're facing the Saints. I don't want to drop them because I am streaming in a few leagues, and it's, it's, not, it's not good out there. There's not a lot out there, so you're just kind of playing the matchups each week. 
Uh, you would love to have a defense that you can lock in. There's very few. Although I do think the Chargers are improving and uh, would be uh, looking at them. Jack Doyle still not practicing for the Colts today. He hasn't played since week two, so it doesn't seem like he's close to a return. So that's good for Eric Ebron, who continues to dominate. So you just keep starting him, and he's getting so many red zone targets, and that's why you like the tight ends on the Colts. We know Andrew Luck looks to them frequently. Ryan Grant, he has an ankle injury. He is not practicing for the Colts, so that would leave Chester Rogers, even with T.Y. Hilton back in a decent spot. T.J. Yeldon stopped practicing today. He didn't practice last week either. Earlier in the week, he has a foot and ankle injury, and Leonard Fournette still not practicing either. So the foot injury, though, is something different for Yeldon. So we'll have to see. Remember, Jamal Charles is the backup right now, and uh, don't feel good about that for sure, even though some people were spending money on him last weekend. Kyle Shanahan said that Raheem Mostert over Alfred Morris is not permanent. He just said that it looked good against the Packers because Mostert was running well, and they wanted to stick with it. It was certainly perplexing. Morris was on the field for one snap, got the ball, and a penalty was called, and it brought it back. And a lot of people were relying on Morris on Monday night, including myself. When we return, we're going to be joined by Andrew Palermo. He is number one in the Fantasy Football World Championship right now. We'll talk to him about his strategy and his roster. That is ahead, Scout Fantasy Sports. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here, it is Scout Fantasy Sports. Adam Rohn is here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you check out scoutfantasysports.com for all your fantasy football needs, seasonal. And, of course, we have DFS for NFL, NBA, NHL as well. And if you use the promo code RONA70, you get 70% off your first month. So take advantage of it. And, of course, our seven-free-day trial for the NBA where you get to use the optimizer as well. So check it out. You'll see, you win some money, and then you'll take that money and join us for the season and win more money, and it's a long NBA season and a lot of fun. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches, and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. No more dealing with late lineup scratches, no experts to compete against, just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign-up, and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. Time now to bring in the player who is number one in the Fantasy Football World Championships right now. It's a good spot to be at this time of the year. And it is Andrew Palermo, a high-stakes player. Andrew, what's up? Hey, Adam, third time's a charm. Yeah, there we go. I know we were supposed to have you on last week, and we had some issues, but we finally got you on, and 
timing is good because you're still number one, holding off Chad Schrader, who we know is always near the top. But uh, it's, you're in a good spot right now. How does it feel to be number one after six weeks? Uh, well, it's still ten weeks away from glory, but uh, it doesn't hurt to be here at the same time. Uh, how long have you been playing in the high-stakes arena, and how many teams did you enter this year in the uh, World Championship? Uh, high-stakes started in 2015. I had a rather lousy 2014 season, and during that year, I talked to someone on Facebook. He was telling me how he needed this and that for a dominator in Week 13. So I looked into that, got a hold of my main man, Josh, who's the only one I know who takes it as intense as I do. And uh, we formed Team Known Associates. In our first year, we were in a league with sharks all over, and we pulled out the dominator. So uh, ever since then, we've been hooked. No, that's nice. Your first year, for those that know the Dominator, you get the most points and best record in your league. You win $10,000 in the Fantasy Football World Championship. So that that had to be pretty good. You're like, wait a second, this is this is a little bit easier than I thought, right? What, what, what are people talking about here? Yeah, exactly. It's a little, you know, spoiled, spoiled us a little bit. But speaking of the Dominator, I got to ask you, are you in favor of this new rule where if it's a tie for best record, then it's not a Dominator? Hmm. Well, I'm assuming that you don't like it. Oh, well, it just, as, if they had some kind of little caveat, you know, where, okay, if you have the uh, same record, but you have 200 points or more, you know, I mean, if you have 250 points more and someone else has the same uh, record, you know, you're not on the same level. Right. No, I agree with that. It's. I, I think, I guess there has to be, some type of distinction there because that's clear that, you know, you might have had poor luck where you went against a high-scoring team uh, two or three weeks in a row or something happened where maybe you didn't deserve to lose. And that's one of the things with fantasy football that that is – we all know that. Now, fortunately, points mean so much in the high-stakes arena that usually it works itself out. But when you're talking specifically for one league, there could be some luck involved. Right. And to answer your other question, I have – Five online championships and nine main event teams. Nice. That's a lot of work for sure. We know you're going to be busy on the waiver. I'm sure you already started your work, and probably as soon as we're done, maybe just brush up on it one more time. Talking to Andrew Palermo, he is currently number one overall in the Fantasy Football World Championships. Now, your roster is a little unique this year, the way you built it. Now, you had what pick did you have overall for this number one I had, team? I had the sixth pick. Okay, and was Saquon Barkley an easy pick for you, or were you debating him with someone else? Oh, no, it was him or Kamara, and Kamara ended up going fifth, so slam dunk. Yeah, I mean, that happened to me in a league, too, where actually it was the opposite, where I I have Kamara in a couple leagues, and Barkley went in front of me, and I got Kamara again. But I think that was probably the pick for people this year at five. They were kind of debating between Barkley and Kamara, and you got Barkley in this one. Uh, who did you take in the second round? That was Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw that Atkins said that you took him over A.J. Green, and I don't think a lot of people would do that. Now, did the preseason do anything for you when you saw Mahomes throw that bomb to Tyreek Hill? That was something that people talked about. Did that elevate Tyreek Hill for you, or were you in on Tyreek Hill the whole time? No, that did it a little bit for me. You know, with A.J. Green, this the limited ceiling that set me off because, you know, the, this Bengal team, they didn't change too much. It's still Andy Dalton, and I just I couldn't pull that trigger on green. So 
And Hill impressed me at the end of last year, the way he finished. Yeah, Hill's a stud. You know, I, my one concern early on, and I regret it, I wrote something where I thought maybe he wouldn't live up to expectations. Then I watched that game, and I said, you know what? I'm probably wrong. Hill's a special player because he only had 105 targets last year. And you usually don't see number one wide receivers with that limited of amount of targets, but he's got so much speed and can make so many big plays that he just seems like the exception that even if he did get that low volume, he'd still be able to produce effectively. Yeah, he. I mean, he has a couple of frustrating weeks here and there, but, you know, what can you do? You live yeah, with not, it. La- not last week. He definitely helped you uh, with that 39-point, uh, yes. too. I'm assuming yeah, you took – go ahead. Yes. Well, that was quite the second half by Hill. Yeah, yeah it certainly you. was. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, he sent me to a loss in one league, so it wasn't fun being opposite him. Uh, how about Adam Thielen? I'm assuming you took him in round three. Man, if we were redrafting today, I think this guy goes in the first round. Yeah, I was uh, I was blown away at because seeing how he fell in other main event drafts. I was uh, I had one twelfth pick where he went three eleven. Just like why? That was very frustrating to deal with. Uh, and he consistently went past three six for whatever reason. These people have a an avarice for Amari Cooper. I can't understand why, but you know, thank thank you. Yeah, for sure. You know, Adam Thielen, you're right. And, you know, in my league, too, that I did in Vegas, the online, he went in the third round as well. So I I guess maybe was it the Stefan Diggs love, Uh, you know, because he started to go earlier than Thielen. Yeah, it it had to be the uh, second and third preseason game for Diggs because the OCs I did in June and July, Thielen was clearly ahead of Diggs. And people, they just, you know, it's kind of like they saw Mike Evans have a big third week in the preseason in 2016, and I saw him jump to as high as fifth overall. So that did the trick. Talking to Andrew Palermo, he's a high-stakes player, currently number one overall in the fantasy football world championship. Now, the thing that's interesting about your roster is you only have five wide receivers, and this is a format where we have two running backs, three receivers, and two flex spots, a little different from some other leagues. Was it just the way that it worked out as you were drafting, or were you just so confident in the receivers you had that you felt that you wanted to stack up on the running backs and hope a couple merge? Kind of just talk to me a little bit about the strategy of only having uh, five receivers on the roster. Uh, Well, most of that was after the first couple weeks. You know, I – but I saw I had Cousins and Wentz playing each other where, you know, I, I didn't really see that game as too much of a shootout. And then I see Alex Smith is sitting there coming off a of bye week in New Orleans. I figure, oh, this is great. And I had exactly what I wanted, playing from behind, and he laid a dud. So that didn't go my way. But, yeah, I never envisioned I would have a team with, you know, less than six receivers on it, believe me. But, uh you know, just who was out there and with how lousy I am at streaming defenses, you know, I look ahead and I won't I won't bother uh, holding two at once. So, Yeah, I was saying, like, this, this is a rough year to stream defenses. Just it feels like there's not a lot of good ones, and sometimes we see teams in good spots and they're not producing. It's been rough, and I don't even think there's many defenses where you can say, you know what, I'm going to lock this team in every week. I think we thought that a little bit about Jacksonville and Chicago, and we saw what happened to them last week. Yeah, I know. That was even last year for defenses. I remember when the Chargers took it to the, the Bills, 
they had about 25 points, and that was more than the rest of my defense has scored previous to that combined. But uh, I know this year I also had two kickers for a little bit, but if I could hold on to Greg Zerline, I know people ignore kickers, but have a kicker in a top offense, you don't have to worry about them falling too far behind, or they're just not going to bother kicking field goals. So that was well worth it for me. Yeah, and it looks like Zerline will be back this week, and people yeah. should check their waiver wire because he is out there in some leagues. Because as you mentioned, in a lot of leagues, people don't like to hold two kickers, but Zerline can be a difference maker, as we have seen in the past. Now, what was your reaction when you saw that Cooper Cup play? Because you have Cooper Cup on this team. Oh, boy, yeah. I um, I, I was actually uh, following on my phone, and it didn't – there was no next play for about five minutes. So I searched – the Rams, and then I see all the tweets, Cup is down, Cup is going off a cart. Oh, no, you know. And then I saw him come back in the second half, but just for that one drive. So it's definitely a – for this year, as Cooper Cup goes, I go, because he's on every main event team of mine. Yeah, I'm with you on that. He's on uh, three of my top teams I have Cup, so I'm just thankful that it's only a sprained MCL. He has been ruled out for this week, maybe week eight. If not, you hope week nine, but thank goodness it was not a season-ending injury. You did pick up Josh Reynolds. I'm assuming that was last week when Cup had the concussion. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct, because I know the concussions, it's not ruled until Friday or Saturday, so I had to make the move on, on Wednesday. And uh, still deciding if he's going in the lineup this week, but we'll see. Yeah, and I think people are going to have to make that decision. He might be a pickup this week uh, if he's still out there on the waiver wire. He might have been added in a lot of deeper formats last week, especially if someone owned Cooks or Cup. So you have to check the waiver wire for that. Uh, obviously, your quarterback's still in great shape right now. I mean, Kirk Cousins is throwing a lot of passes this year. Carson Wentz is picking it up. He looked good last week. Uh, that that seems like that's going to be a tough decision for you each week. Uh, I looked ahead in the schedule for the next four or five weeks. It all uh, fits into place. You know, I mean, Minnesota, they they can't and don't want to run. So you can imagine how upsetting it was to see Murray score a touchdown on the ground last week. Uh, but, yeah, Wentz, you know, I couldn't believe he fell this far in so many drafts. You know, whether if he did miss the first three weeks or even five weeks, you know, you can't ignore the talent on that team and the trust Peterson has in him. No, that's definitely true. Talking to Andrew Palermo, he's a high-stakes player, currently number one overall in the Fantasy Football World Championship. Uh, I'm assuming you got Jamal Williams late, and, you know, what were your expectations for him? Because obviously with Aaron Jones back, you're seeing Williams, Montgomery, and Aaron Jones all touch the ball, and it seems like everyone in the fantasy community wants to see Aaron Jones take that job. Uh, so what were your expectations when you drafted him? Right. Uh, I took Jamal Williams in the sixth. I figured, all right, you know, I'll, I'll have the first two games. You know, Ty Montgomery is, you know, he's really no threat between the tackles. And, you know, who knew they would get blown out in the first half against the Bears where they'd have to abandon the run game. So that was – I had him sixth and Duke Johnson seventh. That was pretty frustrating right there with those two. Oh, and I, so I don't see Duke Johnson on your roster, so you're, you had a – All right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He, um, there was no more room. <laughs> do you think – No room. Do you think that it's time that maybe Duke Johnson gets going? Because you see how thin that wide receiving core is right now. They're really banged up. I mean, they're forcing the ball to Antonio Callaway, who's just not playing well right now. He's getting all the targets, but he's not catching them. 
Last week we saw Duke get four for 73 on five targets. Still, you know, decent game, but do you think now is the time that they start to use Duke Johnson, or is Hugh Jackson just terrible? Oh, Hugh Jackson's been terrible from day one. <laughs> I, I even have Jarvis, Jarvis Landry on a couple teams, and he's how Baker's just ignoring him. It, I just I can't answer for any anything in Cleveland right now. <laughs> Yeah, you would think maybe Duke Johnson gets better. You do have Chris Thompson. He sat out this uh, last week. Uh, you, you, yeah. I'm sure you're hoping to get him back this week because that will definitely uh, help you out with uh, a couple of the injuries you got. Yeah, all because of that two-point conversion on the Monday night game when they're down 30 points. You know, that's a killer. Yeah, yeah sometimes <laughs> it does not make sense at all. Uh, the, been... the meaningless play that take you know, just like uh, Cooper Cup's concussion. It was a Hail Mary before the half, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely frustrating when those things happen, especially when the game is out of hand. Uh, and you got Jack Doyle at tight end. Uh, I'm assuming you drafted him, just holding on to him. I know I have him in the league. It's been frustrating because it doesn't seem like he's close to return. Hasn't played since week two. Right, very much so. And his injury uh, seems to have come out of nowhere. And it, it seemed like it might have been minor, but... You know, uh, now with Eric Ebron just tearing it up, it's double whammy. What's been the key to your success? Obviously, you have a lot of teams. You came in the first year, so it seems like you're a consistent, uh, someone who does very well. What's been some of the keys to your success in these high-stakes arena? Uh, Well, nothing fancy. Just, you know, you got to stick with your gut and stick with your convictions. You know, I don't... um, I used to hedge players that I had on multiple teams, but that just doesn't seem to work out. You just got to go with your gut. If you have a receiver that you think is going to be in a game where they're going to be down the whole game, all right, then you roll with him. So be it, you know. Like I had Devontae Parker last year against New England in week 14 and Devontae Adams against Cleveland, and I benched Adams for Parker thinking Parker would have all the throws late, and those games just didn't turn out the way uh, I thought they would. But you just got to listen to your gut. That's all I can tell you. And it seems to be working for you very well. Talking to Andrew Palermo, high-stakes player, currently number one overall in the Fantasy Football World Championship. So when you look at your team now, obviously a lot can change, but do you feel like you're in a good spot and this team has a really good shot to finish number one at the end of the season? (sighs) At the end of the season, I think – Top five, number one, I think that depends on Cup because a healthy Cup would take away from some of the Woods owners and a little bit from the Gurley and Cooks. But I think I'll be up there top five, top ten come week 15. It's pretty impressive to be up there right now considering that you don't have Todd Gurley. But Saquon Barkley's been a stud, man. I don't think people realize how many passes he's catching and – if that offense was any better, who knows what type of numbers he could put up. But Andrew, right, just yeah. want, he, want to think. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. And uh, people got to be happy that have him right now. Just want to well, thank you for spending some time with us, and uh, we wish you good luck yeah. the rest of the year, man. And uh, thanks uh, for taking some time out tonight. All right, real quick before I go, uh, when you have Dr. Roto on again, you have to have him revisit these QBs he thinks he can win a Super Bowl with because Eli Manning is not one of them. <laughs> All right, I'll let him know, man. Thanks a lot. I'm, I'm sure he agrees with you now, hopefully. He is a Giants fan, so. Yeah. All, All right. right. Adam, thanks a lot.
Thanks a lot. That is Andrew Palermo, again, number one overall in the Fantasy Football World Championship right now. When we return, I'll be joined by Michael Rathburn from Rotowire and Linestar. We'll take an early look at the Week 7 DFS slate here on Scout Fantasy Sports. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back here, it is Scout Fantasy Sports. I am Adam Ronis here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you check out ScoutFantasySports.com today. Got my Week 7 Stockwatch article up. Looking at players that are trending up, trending down, buy lows, sell highs. Dr. Roto's Week 7 Waiver Wire Wednesday. Our weekly football snap counts, as well as our wide receiver matchups report. Check that out, and of course, ask questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want and if you enter the promo code ronis 70 you get 70 percent off your first month so make sure you check it out today bet dsi is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site they have great customer service and fast easy payments of winnings you can play virtually every sport at bet dsi with hundreds of wagering options including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game Bet DSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. So head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. Time now to bring in Michael Rathburn. You can find him Rotowire and Linestar. Mike, what's up? Hey Adam, what's up, man? Man, that guy—that was a one-hit wonder beat, man. That—that that was a hot, that was a hot beat for a while. But that guy had like one song. That was about it, right? Yeah, right. That's what it felt like too. <laughs> it happened. He probably we made see, a million off it, though. <laughs> we see it. We see that a lot in hip hop, right? These guys yeah. make like one big hit, and then you never hear from them again. Yeah. Well, I think was he part of um, Puff Diddy? Yeah. Was he part of that? Yeah. Yeah. And then not, I think he yeah. got locked up. I think that's also, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that was a hot beat back in the day. It still is. Definitely. Uh, how's the DFS season going for you so far? Uh, it, last week was good. The week before wasn't. Uh, the week before was, like, one of the worst uh, I've had in a while. Um, it's been up and down. Like, it's like, I feel like one week, it, you know, you figured it out. The next week you haven't. Uh, we've got more sample size, so I think it gets a little bit better. It's a little bit easier for me, at least. Um, it's, uh, <clears throat> I'd say I'm, I'm definitely ahead, you know, but it's, it's been rough. I mean, when I say rough, I mean, it hasn't been like win every single week. It's been like, you know, break even two weeks, win two weeks and lose two weeks. So it's been kind of like a break even so far. And that tends to happen in DFS and people need to understand that, that you just don't win every week, even if you're one of the best players, yeah. it just doesn't happen. So you have to be prepared and uh, kind of just stick with your process and know that 
there are going to be some losses uh, along the way, and sometimes you're going to get beat out by Brock Osweiler and Albert Wilson. <laughs> well, those guys were less than one percent owned, but so I'm not too much, too worried about that. But uh, I think it's it's really coming down to understanding the landscape of uh, of um, you know it's 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 uh, it's very difficult right now to pay up for uh, wide receivers uh, because the volatility at the position. Um, you know, if you pay eight 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 thousand nine thousand dollars for a wide receiver the likelihood that that guy could hit value versus the running back right now. Um, this week is a tough week. There's a lot of, there's a lot of players, especially at quarterback and running back that are not in the Sunday main slate. And so there's going to be heavy ownership on certain players and it's going to be chalk, but I plugged in two guys right away and that was Gurley and Thieland and I can't get away from them. Yeah, let's talk about Gurley. I mean, he's 9,800 on DK. He was 10,000 last week, so it dropped yeah. a little bit on the road against San Fran, and he is just just putting up ridiculous numbers. I mean, he hasn't had lower than 25 on DK this year. You see the usage, yeah. and sometimes people just, you know, they don't want to pay up that much, but it feels like you, you just got keep rolling with him, right? So who else is there? If, if The person that tells me they don't want to pay up, tell me then who else are you paying for because – there is a huge difference between Gurley and everybody else right now. And when you've got slates that don't have Barkley, that don't have Hunt, where the Saints are playing the Ravens on the road, and there's just, you know, Melvin Gordon's not on the slate. I mean, it's, it, it, dude, it's it's Gurley, and then it's like find a bunch of cheap guys like Peyton Barber, Tariq Cohen. Uh, there's, that's the other problem. There's no, there's no running back value. So, it, you know, you've got to, that's why you have to pay down a receiver, pay down a tight end, pay down a quarterback. I mean, paying down a quarterback this week is almost a must. Yeah, let's look at that quarterback slate because, uh, as you mentioned, no Patrick Mahomes, no Brady, no Dalton against the Chiefs. So, you know, we don't, and Aaron Rodgers on by. Uh, so, who are you looking at this Mahomes. week? I mean, what was that? No, no Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned that. No Mahomes. Yeah, no, it's just Sunday like night. there's there's three out of the top five guys that aren't in the main slate. Uh, then Dalton against the Chiefs. So it's just it's it's tough. Um, <clears throat> I'm dropping down. I mean, look, I'm I'm looking at C.J. Beathard. I'm looking at Joe Flacco. Uh, you know, don't feel great about Joe Flacco, but at his price, the Saints are basically boomer bust against opposing quarterbacks. Either they've given up like a top one or two, or they've given up like in the twenties. So even if Flacco has a, say, quarterback 15 performance at his price, I think I'd be okay with it. Uh, Beathard, I think that game is going to be crazy high scoring. He's been good. They play hard for Shanahan. Uh, I like the spot for the Niners this week. I think they're going to be able to hang and move the ball. The Rams defense certainly has shown vulnerability without uh, vulnerability without Tlaib. Third road game in a row, I could see the Rams being tired, um, even though the game is in California. So, um, I'm, I'm looking at that 49er game as a way to be able to game stack and save some money. Talking to Michael Rathburn from Rotowire and Linestar, and one thing we have done this year is pick on Tampa Bay. They're playing yep. Cleveland this week. Now, Baker Mayfield has not been great the last couple weeks, but he has put the ball in the air 46 and 43 times, and it was against Baltimore and the Chargers, much easier matchup this week. He's 5,800. Is he in play or – yeah, yeah, he's definitely in play. He's tournament for me uh, because I'd be looking at going like uh, Injoku, Landry, and then, you know, probably Evans on the other side. 
uh, and game stacking it that way. Look, every every quarterback that's played Tampa Bay has hit for 3.5x value on DraftKings. That's like the minimum of what you need to be. So um, not only do they give up big points, but they give up points and they give up value. Uh, also, every Tampa Bay game has gone over the total so far this year. I think the Browns play the way that they play. I think they came into that game last week pretty tight. And that showed that, you know, the Chargers just blew them out of the water. It was a very, very bad spot for Cleveland last week. Very emotional win against the Ravens. You know, look at these teams when they play overtime, and then the next week it's like usually usually it's bad. Usually they got nothing left in the tank. So <clears throat> I actually like the Browns on the road in this spot in terms of I think they're going to play better. Uh, I think they've lost like 23 in a row on the road, so I don't think they're going to win. But I think this is a back-and-forth game, like 27-26, 27-24. So uh, both sides are in play for me, the Bucks and the Browns. People are going to see Drew Brees and be like, 5,700. Now we know, number one, it's against Baltimore. Number two, it's on the road. He's had two road games this year. One was the Giants. He did not put up numbers. The other was Atlanta, but it was indoors. So right. is that why he's off the radar for you this week, or is he on? Yeah, he's off. Um, mainly because uh, if it was, if it was a, if it was a look on the road, is really the thing for me. It's and it's not in the dome, but this Baltimore defense at home against opposing quarterbacks is just. I mean, it's like you know you didn't want to pick on Minnesota at home, but you don't want to pick on the Ravens at home right now. And I really don't care who it is. I just. Um, I don't think the and also with Ingram back, I think they're gonna. I, I know that I know the Ravens are tough against the run, but I get a I get a feeling that like the Saints are gonna go in there and figure the best shot they got is Ingram and Kamara, not the passing game. Um, so you know I've got this game as as a lower scoring like twenty three twenty type game, and um, I don't think there's any value on the on the Saints players at this point. I mean, yeah, they did they did slash the price. Breeze and, and and Ingram is super cheap too. Ingram to me might be a possibility as a as a tournament play, just completely off the grid because he's so cheap. And if he happens to get a couple of touchdowns, but um, it, it's a fade for me as far as anything just outside of. Uh, I, but I love the Ravens receivers at the spot, and I like Flacco. Yeah, speaking of the Ravens receivers, uh, could Willie Sneed be in play this week? He's 4,000 if you like the revenge narrative, although it didn't work for a couple guys last week. I love when it doesn't work yeah. and no one says anything. But uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch, yeah. Yeah, right, didn't work. And there was someone else that it no, didn't work. Yeah, I forgot who because I was going to put yeah. that out, and I said, I don't want to create anything. But uh, yeah. Sneed has at least seven targets, three straight games. I know it's a low floor because uh, he hasn't yeah. been scoring. But uh, would you look at him this week, or is it – Brown and Crabtree. It's kind of hard. Like, I think, yeah, it's like Crabtree, Brown would be the two guys I'd look at first. But, you know, Snead is certainly there. Again, I don't expect a lot of offense in that game. Uh, I think the the Ravens are just going to play. They play a very, like, they play a real slow uh, pace at home. And uh, they're really good at home. And it's like 12, I put it out today, and like last night, and 12 and 3 last 15 games at home. The typical average score is about 28 to 14. So, um, I just don't see more than 43 points in that game. And, uh, you know, I, I, again, I like Flacco because he's so cheap, and I like the p- possibility of him maybe going like 275 and, and two touchdowns with an outside shot at 300 yards. But um, I, don't, I don't see a ton of points in this game. If, if anything, I think the Ravens could uh, impose their will on the Saints in this spot. 
Talking to Michael Rathburn, you can find him at Rotowire and Line Star. How about the Rams receivers this week? We know we have no Cooper Cup. Brandon Cook, 7,100. Robert Woods is 7,000. Woods is the guy I'm on. I'm yeah. locked in on Woods. So like, you know, I don't think yeah, people are the, talking about him enough this year. When you look at his numbers, I mean, he's been great oh, this no, year. Oh, no, I know. He, I think people really slept on him. I don't own him in a ton of spots just because of the way the drafts broke. Um, I think I got him on one or two teams, mostly best ball. But, um, yeah, I thought, you know, they brought in Cooks, and I think everybody kind of felt like, oh, wow, there's too many mouths to feed in that offense. So they kind of – this. You know, they kind of took the guy who was being picked last, which was Cup, as kind of a cop-out. Um, but, man, this is the best offense in football. I know everybody wants to say Kansas City, but for me it's the Rams. I mean, they put up 30 points every single week. The only reason they didn't last week is because it was a 28-degree game on the road. So, you know, uh, that game is going to be wide open this week. Uh, I think you got to like Goff and you got to like Woods and, and even Gurley, obviously. Uh, and then Goodwin on the other side, or even Kittle. But you could game stack that uh, two different ways. You can go Rams uh, with with a couple of Niners, or you could go full Niners with a couple of Rams. DeAndre Hopkins is 6,900. He's going against Jacksonville. We know he's going to get the targets. Is he in play, or is this the, the ceiling's a little bit lower, even if he does score? Because I think he did Man, score twice against Jacksonville. Is it the, the offensive yeah. line of Watson taking a beating? It's everything. Yeah, it's everything you just mentioned. Plus, Jacksonville is, you know, Jacksonville coming off of two bad losses on the road. Now they're coming home. This is a must-win game for Jacksonville. It's a home division game. Uh, wasn't wasn't impressed with Houston at all last week. I, it sounds, I think I just read where they saying that Watson played with broken ribs, uh, collapsed alone. I mean, that's just crazy. Not the game that you want. You know, this Jaguars defense has been beaten up, you know, against opposing, you know, other than the last two weeks. Look at what Dallas did to them and look at what the Chiefs did to them. So I got to think this is a bounce back spot for the Jaguars. I don't want anything to do with Houston this week. I can't believe that Dallas handled them the way that they did. It was just, I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, you know what? They. You watch them obviously more. I, I, I watch them a lot of because they're a lot of times they play at the four o'clock, so you get a, you get to see a lot of their game. They're a different team at home than they are on the road. It's just the way they play. I think they get the crowd behind them, etc. Um, but I think that you saw. Look, this is a very good defense. I, I ran their defense last week. I loved their defense. This defense is very underrated. It is. I and said it before they, the year. I was yeah. drafting them as my second defense in best ball. Like, if I waited, I'm like, all right, yeah. I'll take them. They just still don't force enough turnovers yet. They started to a little bit, but their front seven is good. Yeah, it is. They don't give up anything, uh, and they frustrated. I think they're really coming into their own right now, and I think they're actually, even though I just said I like them at home, I think they're in a very good spot against the Redskins this week, and I think they actually win on the road. Um, because I think they're going to be able to establish Elliott. Look, the problem is when they go against teams that can uh, just – when they go against teams that can just shut Elliott down, uh, that's where things get tricky. Now, with Prescott rolling out more, running more, I think that's that's really a key uh, in terms of, you know, keeping the defense honest. Uh, Swain getting involved in the offense more. I, I really like that. You know, I think he's a guy that is, you can see glimpses of him breaking out. And, um, look, the rest of the receivers, are, they are what they are. But, hey, Beasley's been productive, and 
you know, I think we talked about it at the beginning of the season. I, I said I thought Beasley was the guy to maybe look at. Everybody was talking about Alan Hearns and Michael Gallup, but Beasley's been there. We saw last week, if you paid down a tight end, it worked out pretty good. You know, uh, Hooper came through, Njoku came through. Are you looking to pay down again this week? And if so, uh, who are you considering? This week is rough, man. Um, the problem with you can't really pay up a tight end this week because you've got to pay, in my opinion, you've got to pay up for Gurley. Uh, and I'm paying up for Thielen because there's no other running backs that I trust on the, on the, on, on the, on the high side. Um, so I'm paying down at tight end. Ninjoku, Ninjoku certainly is, is the number one target. But even guys like O'Shaughnessy or, you know, somebody like that, where I'm just basically quote-unquote punting, uh, is something that I'm going to strongly consider this week and just bank my points at running back and receiver. Yeah, O'Shaughnessy is 2,600 on DraftKings, and uh, obviously he is the uh, lone tight end left, so he should see a, a ton of targets there against Houston. Look, if he goes four for 40, you take it. You know, that's eight points at 2,600. Um, if he happens to get a touchdown, then it's then you're in the bonus. And how about defense this week? Who are some of the defenses that you're looking at? You know what? People are still sleeping on the Bills. The Bills. Yeah, I looked at their been... numbers today. I'm sure you have them. They're, <laughs> They're ridiculous. Sick. They're sick. They're sick. And this is a very interesting spot in that they're going against a quarterback who's going to have to drop back and throw the ball. Uh, look, this Bills defense right now, you could ever since that, the, the, even the Charger game, um, as far as what their DST scored fantasy-wise, these guys are killing it, man. I mean, the last four games, I mean, I made the mistake of playing Watson in tournaments last week, and I got, that, was, that was a bad call. That was a really bad call. I didn't realize how good the Buffalo defense has been. And I watched most of that game already, and man, they they are imposing. And I, it wouldn't shock me if the Bills find a way to win an ugly game this week in Indianapolis. Yeah, the last four games, uh, their DraftKings scored yep. 14, 12, 6, and 17. They had seven sacks last week. They are twenty three hundred dollars. Yeah, and it probably yep. won't. Price doesn't no, no go one, up. No one's nope. using them. <laughs> You gotta save money. You gotta save money this week, and that's the spot where I'm gonna do it. All right, Michael Rathburn. You can find him Rotowire Lion Star. Mike, thanks for the time. Good luck in week seven. All right, guys, in the meantime, you can find me scoutfantasysports.com. If you use the promo code RONUS70, you get 70% off your first month, whether you choose NFL DFS, NBA DFS, the all-sports DFS, or the seasonal package. Check it out, scoutfantasysports.com. I'll be back Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.